that's, that's what we're going to preach on tonight. Psalm 78, the Bible says this, Give ear, O my people, to my law. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will utter dark sayings of old, which we have heard and known and our fathers have told us. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. For he hath established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel, which he commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. Listen to this phrase here. That the generation to come might know them, even the children which should be born, who should arise and declare them to their children, that they might set their hope in God and forget not the works of God but keep his commandments and might not be as their fathers a stubborn and rebellious generation a generation that set not their heart aright whose spirit was not steadfast with God let's pray Lord we're thankful to be here thankful for your good spirit in this place and appreciate the testimonies Lord just appreciate you and your spirit and Lord we need you tonight I pray give me some unction to preach touch my body physically Spiritually, Lord, I pray, just help me to effectively communicate the Word of God. I, I can't do anything without you, Lord. I know I can't, and I need you tonight. I want to help them, and I, I believe this message is important for me. Lord, I need it, and Lord, I know it's needful for others in this place, and we, we, we need it here, Lord. Help us. We appreciate you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to preach on this thought tonight, that they might set their hope in God. Now, this psalm, Psalm 78, uh, it's a psalm that gives, it's one of the longest psalms. I think it's the second longest psalm uh, in there. Uh, it's close to it anyways, but uh, it's a psalm of Asaph, and uh, it's, they say it's a M-A-S-C-H-I-L. I don't speak Hebrew, so we're just going to say it's one of them songs, but they say it's written for instruction. I ain't Hebrew yet, but I'll speak Hebrew in heaven if that's what we speak. But it's one of those historical psalms, and listen, its great purpose is being to hammer home to the conscience people of God the lessons of the past. When God repeats things, listen to me, when God repeats things, God is not a filler of paper. God is not saying things because he doesn't know what else to say, so he repeats and circles back. My wife says this, the ladies I work with, I get so much, I circle back. I sound like Jin Saki. Okay, I get back, I repeat myself. And they're like, you're repeating yourself. Well, that's because I've ran out of things to say. Okay? But God's not that way. You say, why is it in there? Because God's trying to hammer home something to us that we need to hear time and time again. Can I say something to you? We need to be reminded of the old story. We need to be reminded of things we already know that we can remember what God has done for us. And, and the purpose of this psalm is that, that, that it was written is that it would hammer home that they need to learn from the past and learn from the previous generation. And I want to look here, listen, the purpose in, in verse number 7, can I say something to you? I'm preaching this. There's a, there's a group in this church, some of them's in diapers, some of them not. Let me say something to you. I want to live that they may set their hope in God. That's how we ought to want to be as a church. 
That's how we ought to want to be as pastors. That's how we ought to want to be as parents. I mean, I want my kids to succeed. I want them to have things in life. Let me say something here. If they die lost and go to hell, it don't matter how successful they were in business. Right now is the most impressionable years of my children's lives. They're soaking up everything that we do. And I want them to know Him. Yes, my dad said this for years, and there's nothing wrong with it, but he said, I'd rather Josh be a trash man or make the lowest wage in the city somewhere and know Jesus than right. be the, the wealthiest man in the world and die lost. Right. Right. Amen. Yeah. And I, I, we're, we're in days, friend, listen to me, that, 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 that we're in a time that there's an attack. I mean, there's always been an attack, but we're seeing an intensified attack on the children. Yeah, all this stuff that's going on is happening in kindergarten classrooms. You know why? Because they're trying to get them while they're young. And, and, and may I say something to you? Listen to me. You say, listen, we ought to be doing the same thing. We ought to be trying to teach them and train them. You say, wait till they get older. No, no, no. Let them hear it now. Let them hear what Jesus did now. You get, you, everybody gets saved like a child. Men, whether you're an adult or you're a child, you get saved the same way. You must be born again, but you must come like a child. You've got to believe. But I want to live with that intention. I want to be purposed that way. I want my kids to live godly. I want, I want, I want God to use my son. I want him to call him to preach. I want my, my daughter to marry a preacher. You preacher, you're silly. No, I'm telling you, I want, I want him to serve God. I want to listen. I failed a lot in a lot of ways, but I want them to serve God. That's what I want them to see. I want them to know Him and pardon forgiveness of sin. Because listen, he's a good little ball player. He ain't going to the NBA. Look at my genetics. <laughs> Wait, he ain't going to the NBA. He's, he's smart. He's all kinds of you know, I tell you, let me say something to you. One, he's saved, thank God yeah, for that. Yeah, That's yeah, the most important yeah, thing. Yeah, right. But all these other things go, let me say something. Your soul ain't. Right. Yeah. Your soul's going to be accountable. We're in life that's emphasized everything else. And listen, we, 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 should, I, we, we don't want to be a place, listen, I, I'm for kids having fun, but let me say something to you. If we ever purpose entertaining kids or teaching kids the Word of God, we're missing it. Yeah. We're not an entertainment club. We can have fun. Can I said we can have a good time. We have a good time at church camp, but it's built. We don't change our lessons or preaching just to go play kickball. That's right. 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 That's we're not just going, well, let's just sit back and watch and see what. No, 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 no. It's going to be on purpose. That's what this is about. He says, listen, all that he says coming down to verse number 7, he says the whole purpose of what he's talking about is that they may set their hope in God. May I say there's no other hope for him. That's right. He is our hope. Jesus is our hope. That's, and listen, you, you shouldn't, uh, it's, it's all right to want things for the kids and I want to see them do all these things, but let me say something to you, the most important thing is that they know Christ and they're born again. And we got to prioritize that. I'm talking about, and I'm not saying that we don't do that here at this church, I'm just saying we need to be reminded of our purpose. Reminded. We want this thing to go on. Can you imagine how sad that would be? If Jesus didn't come back in 15 years, this is some Dunbar Convention Center. 
Because it could be. It's probably the nicest building in Dunbar. I'm not being mean. I'm just telling you. It's a really nice facility. Could use for all kinds of things. But God intended to be used for a church. To worship the Lord. To, to, to set out the truth of God's word. And to preach it. And to, and to give it. And see people get saved. And people grow. And people know Him. people serve Him. That the community can be reached. We don't need more community centers. We need churches to reach the gospel, the lost with the gospel. I'm talking about us right here. I'm preaching to us tonight. But if we're going to live in such a way that this generation behind us is going to set their hope in God, you're going to have to look at verse number one. The first thing is we're going to have to have our focus on the Word of God. Look at verse number one. Give ear, O my people, to my law, and incline your ears to the words of my mouth. If we are going to impact the generation to come, our pastors of this church, our Sunday school teachers, our Wednesday night teachers, our parents, our grandparents, our church members, must be focused on the Word of God. Listen to me. This opens up by telling, he says, give ear. That, that phrase, give ear, means to listen carefully. I mean, my grandpa, he, he, he had been here for years. He worked construction all the time. And he was on cranes all the time. And, it's, and, and he'd, all, he'd all the time go like this. And he'd lean in and hold his stuff his ears, trying to get all them sound waves he can get in there so they can hear what's saying. God's saying, listen, better fuck your ear and this stuff. Like, 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 I mean, it's important that you don't want to miss this. You ever been out somewhere? There's an important now. 9 is a good one. There's probably some other time. Y'all probably remember Pearl Harbor when JFK was shot. They said they were going to make an announcement in two minutes or three minutes. They had some news. I mean, people were talking about it. Hey, 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 I mean, get down and listen. He did, goes on to say incline. Now, that, that word incline there, it, it literally means to lean in. I mean, you ever been around somebody that's soft-spoken and you can't hear me? You, you see somebody, you know, you've done this. What'd you say? See, it's a pop like that sometimes. I have no idea what you say. What'd you say? We're leaning in. You know what we're doing? We're giving attention and we're intentionally getting in so that we don't miss anything. That's what he said. We ought to be doing to the Lord. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to show you why we have to be doing this. I'm talking about there isn't a part of us here that ought not be doing this. If, if we're going to fulfill the instructions that follow this, we're going to have to focus on it. What I'm saying is we're going to have to be people that read the Bible faithfully. Yeah. Bible readers. David, you did the right thing when you read through. You say, what do I do after I read through the Bible? Here's the answer. Read it again. Read it Well, I've done it two times. Read it again. We could keep going with that, but I think you're getting what I'm saying. We need to be people of the Bible. I'm, I'm talking about, we're in a society, listen to me, we're in a society that's pointing everybody to focus on everything else, and the devil's greatest tool is distraction. Most people that's not out in church are not out in so 
them grow sin, they're distracted and that thing has become a sin to them because they're not in God's house when they're supposed to be. Pulled away. Pulled away. We're distracted. Can't keep focused. But we better focus on this. You say why? Well, one reason is, you only got one shot at this time. You ever had to do something and you know you just had one attempt? You know why there's corrections and why there's a, a whole market for whiteout and, and all kinds of uh, things? You know why? Because people mess up. Tom, there's no help for your writing whiteout either. I mean, that's just... <laughs> but there's all kinds of things we use to correct. But you know what about your life is? You don't get a whiteout, a rerun. Let's the term they use in the basketball court after you play a game. They say, well, let's run it back. Let's do it one more time. Same team, same thing. Can I say something? We just got one shot at this time. Yeah. We got one shot. And, and here's the thing is, during your life, as you're living your life out, God is planning to use you. And you're going to see for a second, I get to say, He's planning to use you for the next generation. Yes. You know one of our greatest ministries here is preparing the next generation right, for ministry. Right. Now they are the church today. There's much, listen, them little ones that's downstairs in the nursery today are as much a member of this church as you are. Let's not think down. They may be younger, but everybody has their place in the church. But they're a member of this church. And, and, and I want you to think about this for a second. There's going to come a time where we're not preaching or we're not teaching, but we want somebody to preach what we have got. Listen, if something is so important, it ought to be worked and carefully handled and passed down. I mean, you ever go on vacation and just, you know, can you imagine if I went on vacation and said, Micah, I'm going to give you all the cash for the trip and you hold on to it. <laughs> exactly. No, we, we would, long before I would ever do that, I would show them how to handle money. So you got to be careful. you, you got to do, can I say something? That's the same way we ought to be about the truth that we have that God's given us. The truth of God's Word is that we ought to be careful and intentional to make sure that when they're ready to pick it up, hey, we've taught them the best way we can to handle it. But we got to focus on the Word of God. And here's why. Notice verse number 4. We will not hide them from their children, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord and His strength and His wonderful works that He has done. We ought to be focused on His Word because we're funnels of His Word. Notice what's happening right here. He's telling people to give ear. And, he's, and notice what he's getting ready to do. He's saying, give ear to my word because what's going to go into you is going to run out into the next generation. Yeah. You ever use the funnel? I mean, I don't ever have many purposes for funnel, but when I started messing with chainsaws, I spill gas everywhere, you've got to mix in things, I started getting funnels. And, and, and a funnel's amazing on this end, on the, on the main end that you're pouring the liquid in, it's always real big. Thank God for it. It's in purpose like that, so you can pour it in, and I'll spill it out of it. But the bottom end is real small, and it's made to fit, so it only goes in where you're putting That's what God's called us to do. We're supposed to be open to the truth. We're supposed to be taking all that we can get in and intentionally funneling that into this next generation. If we want a generation of preachers to preach the Word of God to come, we better be following the truth of God's Word in His end. It's an intentional act. We are 
what he's saying right here. Notice what he says. We will not hide them from their children. There's going to be some passing on. There's going to be some time, Steve, where you hear it when you were younger and you passed it on to your children. And they're going to pass it on to their children. That's what God has intended. Something as valuable as what we have, it ought to be passed on. Every family probably has heirlooms. Probably has something in your house that's been a generation or two old. It's got value. It's got set. Can I say something? There ain't nothing more valuable than passing on. Listen, the greatest thing I can ever pass on to Mariah and Michael is that Christ died. And that this is the truth. There is a way to live. You can still live. You've got the Word of God. I'm, I'm talking about, friends, listen, we are to be funnels. Listen to me. If we don't funnel into this next generation the truth of God's Word, the world will funnel their views, their godless teachings into this next generation. They're already trying to push it down their throats. If I was reading a commentator, he made a statement. He said, a lot of times people are like, well, I'm going to let my kid choose what they want to do. Let me say something to you. You do that, you'll lose your children. You say, well, I, I don't want to push something off. Let me say something. I'm pushing it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to roll open with a backhoe. I'm talking about, I want to get You say, well, preacher, you're doing that on purpose. What if they don't want to? Listen, I know it's better if they get it than if they don't. Eternity is a long time. It's a long time. I want to be following truth. That's what we ought to be as a church. I say there's pastors in here sitting in here tonight. We ought to be funnels of truth. We ought to operate with the intention of filling the church with the Word of God. We ought to be saying you're wide open to the Lord, getting all that we can get, and intentionally funneling that in to grow our people. To see people get saved. I'm talking about our Sunday school teachers. The same way, but as parents, listen to me. The world will raise your kids if you let them. They will raise your kids. And I'm talking about, friends, we've got to get some purpose and some intention. Notice here, we are funnels. Whether or not you want to be a funnel, you're still a funnel. But let me say, what you're pouring down in, or if you're pouring anything in, we'll see what happens. You, you can stick a funnel in a gas can and, 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 and go to fill up, but if you don't pour nothing in the funnel, nothing's going in the can. I'm talking about we are funnels, but we're going to have to be intentional to get truth in the We're in a battle. Yes. Talking, we're in a battle for the souls of men and women and boys and girls. Amen. And the devil can't stand it. He has blinded the hearts of them. Listen, we're living it. We have an enemy. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principality, against power, against spiritual wickedness and high blood. You realize we are in a fight. We ought to be funnels of truth. I like that funnel because it's, it's the, the bottom of it is intended to go to a particular place for a particular purpose. But the top's opened up. And God's intention is it passes down from generation to generation. If the Lord don't come back for another 150 years, it's the desire of God for some man to stand in his pulpit and preach out the King James Bible and I mean lay back and let her rip, preach the Word of God, the whole counsel of God. Listen, that's God's intention for it to go on and on and on. Yes. Yes. That's what He's intended for us. But that won't happen 
if it stops with a generation. There's all kinds of churches, there's all kinds of buildings around this valley that used to be churches. That used to have somebody that stood there that preached the Word of God, that stood there and declared the counsel of God. Somewhere they quit funneling truth. And now it's a thrift store. Now it's a repurposed thing. I'm just saying it's just a building that was. It's a building that's lost its purpose. This building ain't all living. What makes the church is us. But we've been given this for responsibility to come here and worship Him. God didn't intend to give all these lands and work all the stories. I like to see Martin talk about how the things came open. I mean, the properties came open. All the story, how God laid this out. I mean, y'all prayed and gave for years. And here we are sitting here. Can I say, all that God did to make this happen, it wasn't just so all of a sudden the church would fall off and just go on and be something else. That's right. Now, let me say something. When the rapture takes place, let Dunbar have it. Made. Let the Antichrist have it. It don't matter. We ain't going to be here. But until then, God's intended this place for the Word of God to be preached, where people get saved, where Jesus will be honored and magnified and lifted up. Hey, friend, we've got to be following the truth. Now notice what we ought to be following. It says, showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord. We ought to be following His worth. We know what worship is. Worship is declaring to God His worth. That's what worship is. When we say we're coming to worship, we're coming to say He's the one. He's worthy. The Bible declares that He's worthy of blessing and honor and praise and glory and power. We're going to sing it for eternity. He's worthy. We better really follow in how worthy Jesus is. That He is the God-man and the Son of God. We're in days that's, that, that's being taught out there. Let me say that. He's as much man as He was God. Twenty-two years you've been saved. I think that's what Angie said. How long you said? Eighteen years. You think about that. You're passing on to another generation. He's worthy of what he's done. Yeah. How Christ died for his sins. We ought to be listen. This next generation ought to know that he was worthy of us coming here every Sunday morning. Worthy of us coming to church every Wednesday evening and Sunday night. He was worthy of us to stand up and testify. Worthy to sing songs. Worthy to give ourselves over. He gave it a message that's worthy to give out. Hey, we, they ought to know that He's worthy. They ought to see the value in the worth of Jesus. That's what we ought to be following down. That's what He said. So the, that, that, that the showing to the generation to come the praises of the Lord. Sitting down just beside the kid saying, listen here. This next generation, I can imagine if I had sister on here and say, sis, listen, listen. Jesus died on the cross for you. And I'm telling you what, He's God's only begotten Son. We ought to teach Him everything about Jesus. He wasn't just a man. He was a perfect sinner. His father's made higher than the heavens. I'm talking about nobody loves like Jesus. Nobody cares like Jesus. Nobody has mercy and grace like Jesus. Nobody's holy as Jesus. We ought to, I mean, I'm talking about, and listen, you ain't going to overboast Him. Uh, actually, we just go underboast Him. We ain't got enough adjectives. We ain't got enough ability. We ain't got enough to say how worthy that He is. But we ought to be following that down. They ought to learn, listen, they ought to learn to worship by watching us. And they do watch us. They ought to learn to, they ought to, learn to know that He's worthy. 
Not only do we see funneling His worth down, but it says in His strength and His wonderful works that He had done, we better funnel His works down. Let me say something to you. I lived a long time off things God did in my life. And I just laughed. What? There's been a couple chapters written in, in the book God's given me where He's done things in my life. My kids don't, Micah doesn't understand how sick my mom was. Now, he knew Benny was sick. He knew that she was, you know, dealing with things. But listen to him. He had, I mean, honestly, we knew she was sick, and I mean, we were just doing shock to know about the depth of it. But when he gets older, I won't even know. The doctor said she wasn't even going to make it. That's what they told us afterwards. They didn't tell us that before, which I guess that's probably the right thing to do. But I wanted to know. And God walked in to that ICU room, walked here in that bed that morning, and touched her. I wanted to know when we sat down at Thanksgiving, when we sat down at Lord's will, we didn't know my grandma was going to make it for Christmas. Here, 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 they, I mean, they, they were going to come to church with this evening. I mean, what we're talking about. I want them to know the things God's done. The door's open when mommy was sick. They don't understand what mom goes through. And I could go back and sit down and tell you the times God's open. I mean, we didn't got an appointment for three months and they called on the next day. We can get you in right now and you come. Yeah, it's the Lord. Yeah. Yeah, right. I'm talking about there's a, there's a host of things that God's done in my life. I want to funnel down and say, listen, son, hey, he can do it. Yeah. He can do it. And listen, sometimes the doors don't open the way I think they ought to. Let me say something to you. But he's been standing there graciously with me every step of the way. He's never left me. He's never forsaken me. We need to funnel down the things God's done in our lives to let a generation know that he's still on the throne. His strength and His wonderful works. We want Him to know what God has done. Then in verse 5 we see we ought to be funneling His Word. He said, For He established a testimony in Jacob and appointed a law in Israel which He commanded our fathers that they should make them known to their children. That they should make them known to their children. As a dad... That's my greatest ministry. Sure. Yep. It's not behind this pulpit. I love you. Let me say something to you. This is not my first ministry. This is not even my most important ministry. It's not that I don't love you all. My primary ministry is at home. It's in two children God's given me. I'm glad for a church I've come that, that teaches the Word of God. I'm glad for all that. Let me say, it's my responsibility to make my kids know the Word of God. Yeah. It's not yet. Listen, I, I, I can't look at it and say, well, Tom, if you got to think, no, 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 no. Let me say something to you, Mama and Papa. You got a responsibility. Yeah. We got to let this, these kids know. Maybe and Mike, we're, about, oh, we're almost done. We've been reading for three years in the Bible. We're in the Gospel of Luke. And my goal is to get it done by the end of the year. And I know he didn't grab everything. And I ain't running as faithfully as we wanted to. But here's what I've learned in this thing. I know reading through this, God's going to get him something. Yeah. 
He's going to give him something. Because I remember talking. I got right with God. This has been, this is 2022. It's been 12 years now in July. I went to college. And I was up at WBU. And I read and I read through the Bible. But when I got right with God, I, I, needed, I knew I needed to read the Word. I had a desire to. So I did what everybody else does. I went to Jude. And I went to I went to Second John, and I went to Third John, and I went to uh, in the Old Testament to Obadiah. You know the one the one chapter ones. Now I didn't know what I was reading, but I wanted to get in God's Word, and I knew well, if I could just read one chapter, maybe I could get a second. And I remember Tom, I had I, I still have it at home somewhere. I think I had like this I don't know it was like a binder thing, and I had a notepad in it, and, and I could go back. And sometimes I do, and I go back and I look, and as I read through. I just wrote scripture back. Highlighted things. I got a Bible. I don't carry it. It's a little bit bigger. It's what I used with Sean and Catherine got married. And, and it's full of highlights and things. He said, what all the things? I don't know what all means, but I know at some point I was reading it and God spoke to my heart. Yeah. And what I'm, what I'm trying to get is, listen to me, we ought to be doing all that we can. I'm not doing enough, but I want to do more to help my kids know the Word of God. I, I mean, I, I feel terrible about this. But I can name you almost the whole roster of the 96 Bulls team. I, 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 can name, I can name you baseball players and football players. I can list back quarterbacks from WVU and struggle when I get to the minor problems. We're in a battle in this thing. I work, I work to try to try to learn and try to get things in my heart. What I'm, what I'm trying to get at is I want you to realize this for a second. When we're trying to do spiritual things, we're going to fight to get in there. Yeah. There's a reason every time we go to read, the devil wants to do something. I try to read, but I'm saying, listen to me, it's that important that they know it. Yes, sir. He can go up and, and do all kinds of things, but if he misses the will of God, he misses it. Mm -hmm. It's my responsibility as a dad to teach my kids the Word of God. And I'm talking about friends. I got a fun on His Word. We, we as a church. Let me say here's I'm gonna challenge challenge us tonight as pastors. Greg and Tom and myself. Listen to me. We got to funnel the Word of God. Now we do that, but I think there's room to grow. I'm just challenging us. I'm talking about me. I'm not just talking to you two. I'm talking to myself. I mean, I believe the importance is we've got to funnel His Word to God's given us people under shepherds to give God's Word to them. May I say, church, it's our responsibility to funnel all that we can. Can I say something to you? You may not preach or teach in this church, but let me say something to you. You have a scriptural, everybody in here has a scriptural purpose, and the scriptures will help you fulfill that within the church. Yeah. All the way through the New Testament. I can go to age men, age women. Can I say something to you? Say, I don't teach a class particularly. If you're an age woman, God, it's called, go to Titus chapter number two. There's a whole yeah. list of things yeah. you're supposed to be teaching this next generation. Right. Yeah. Everybody in here has got a purpose, a scriptural purpose God has for you in this place. Right. And without the scriptures, we won't fulfill our purpose.
We can look back and say, we can look at this next generation. I like Scott was talking about looking out and seeing all the things. Well, we can look out and see all the problems of this next generation. Well, I say just a little bit of it is we can look back and there wasn't enough thundering going on. I'm just being honest. I'm ashamed of my generation. The one after us is crazy. You say, why is that? Because they've gotten away from truth. And here we find at the end. We've got to have our focus on His Word. We're going to funnel His Word. But we're doing all this. That they might have faith in His Word. That they, it doesn't say that they will. It says that they might. Now listen. They're all going to make a decision. But regardless of what decision they make. That ought not move us any less to give all that we got towards what God's called us to do. Results are not the uh, result of uh, maybe it's favorable or it's not favorable. That's not the reason we're doing it. We're re we're the reason we're doing it is because God called us to it. Now we want to see that. But it, it said that they may set their hope in God. And not forget the works of God but keep His commandments. we got to live with such intentions. That this generation to come will follow Christ. In truth, Judy, you come on. Don, you come on. What I appreciate, it is pastor's appreciation, but I'll say this to you. I appreciate Tom for his investment into the next generation. What he has, he believes and knows it's worthy to pass on. I mean, I say, we need a lot more of that going on. But I want you to ask yourself this question tonight. If what you have is worthy enough to pass it on, what are we doing to pass it on? Are we making intentional purposes, intentional decisions to not only now serve the Lord with our lives, but serve the Lord with what we pass on and what moves on? I don't have to ask him this question, but his desire is the Lord don't come 50 years. Somebody's standing right here with the same book. Preaching the same gospel. Calling on those to, to repent of their sins and be saved. I think about, I love this place. I love you all. It's, I feel like that little crossing that river. Yeah, that's what it's like coming to church. I, mean, I don't like not being here. I just, my life's out of whack when I'm not here. My life's out of, a little bit out of whack when my family's not here. I miss my wife and I. They might, but I, I sit there and think about this place. I'm all like this. We're not perfect here. We have a perfect Savior. And we love one another here. We do our best to honor God's Word here. I'm not just saying it because I'm a I'm just telling you the truth. That's what we do here. But if I, if I go on, God calls me out. I want my son and my daughter to have a place where there's still a preacher that will stand up and tell
know that the lost duty to live right. That Christ is the only way to heaven. That for by grace are you saved through faith. That's important to us. Well, if it's going to go on, it's going to be intentional in us to pass it on. To give all, a lot of our ministry, not only to see people out there get lost, but to see what God does, God's given us here to keep going. That's what we want to do. You're here tonight. Listen, I know ain't been a gospel lesson. Listen, God loves you. Yes. This church loves you. We've been praying for you to get saved. You said, you don't even know my name. I don't know anything about you, but I've been praying for you to get saved. I want to see you get saved. The greatest thing we can offer you is that Christ died for your sins according to the Scriptures and was buried on the third day rose again according to the Scriptures. If you can believe that, you can be saved. It'll change your life. He will change your life. But as we get a verse of song tonight, you're here, you just want to say, preach, I want to make an intentional decision. I want to see this thing go on. I want to stay faithful until Jesus comes. I want to serve Him till my time's here. And whatever time we have left, there's going to be a generation where they're all going to go out. There won't be another church out. They're going up. And that may be us. But we don't know that. So we got to live. As if this church is going to continue. Yes, yes. We got to plan. We got to pray. We got to serve that way. Right. Though we're praying, even so, come, to the Lord Jesus. We got to be living. No, I want a place where I can Yes, sir. Where people will love them, where they're safe. People care about them. Where the Word of God is preached and taught. We got to make a commitment. As we stand tonight, the altar's open. Jerry, you get us a song. Whatever you have tonight, the altar's open for you if you want to come. Page 189.